much energy. Put in your booby rocks. Live your best life. Keep doing you. so much out there to learn. People are learning new stuff all the time about So much Jeff and Ron. Uh, it combines both our names. Dad, can I call you Ron? Yeah. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome back to this episode of So Much Genergy. We have a badass Halloween special this week. I'm super excited because... For the members that know, they have heard Jeff and Ron. If you get in the membership portal, if you haven't, you're going to want to do that. For those of you that are not a member, we have a special treat for you because this Halloween episode, we have special guests from the Jeff and Ron podcast, Jeff and Ron. Again, <laughs> thanks for having us. Dad, you excited to be here? Yep, glad to be here again. <laughs> He looks excited. I can tell it's on his face. You can see it in his eyes. I know. He's got his pink Floyd shirt on. Looks like yep. it. At first, I thought it had like little bleach spots. That's what my shirts look like when I bleach my hair. No, that's space. Dark side of the moon, Jen. Rock that's, and roll. That's just the universe. Rock and roll. I mean, We're coming knew? to you coming to you from Ron's basement down Ron's here. Ron's basement? It's lit up with the series of lava lamps. Lava lamps? I'm sure you have candles. Yeah. Lava, and lava some lamps paneling. Yeah, wood, wood panel. <laughs> Classic trademark of like back in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. Back in the sixties. <laughs> and if I recall correctly, some blue carpet. Jen, this is an electric blue carpet down here too. This yes. carpet is bright for yes. a basement. It goes well with the lava lamp options. It does. He also has a Pink Floyd uh, "Dark Side of the Moon" puzzle that yes. is on the wall over here. Which was a two-sided option, which I did get him because in case he wanted to do flip his- it over, yep. yeah, <laughs> it's just hanging my nails, so I can take it off the wall. Well, okay, you can change it. That's a good yeah. option. And some skulls. Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta skull always have them. skulls. Nice. Yeah. Yep. But we are coming to you for the Halloween episode, Jeff and Iran, with so much energy. Yes. Dad, you want to tell people today uh, what our history mystery, we're going to have a light discussion about? What is, uh, what's the history? Halloween, and the mystery is uh, Ouija boards and uh, the movie Blair Witch Project. Oh. That's right. And and I'm going to be doing uh, some brackets. Yep, we oh, do brackets. have a bracket for you, Dad. Last okay. month, we did the, uh, the classic Universal Monster, the Dracula, Frankenstein, Werewolf, Mummy, all of them, Invisible Man. Okay. Uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Dad, do you remember who you chose as your classic horror monster? Was it Frankenstein? No, Dad, it was the werewolf. <laughs> oh, the werewolf. Yeah, but it came, down to Frank- it came down to Frankenstein and the werewolf. You're greatly torn between them, but you chose the werewolf. Well, the werewolf is more mobile than Frankenstein. He had limited. Uh, he couldn't really run or do anything. He did yeah. have limited mobility, but I think they both had supernatural strength. And a mummy was, he was, he he was out of control. All he can do is walk around with his arms sticking up. Dad was disgusted by the mummy last episode. Not Make sure. You sick. I don't know what happened there. Hey, but do you know Frankenstein and the mummy? Boris Collar played the mummy and uh, Frankenstein. But oh, I don't shoot. know. 
Uh, you couldn't hear, see his face, but Boris Karloff did play the mummy. Oh, yep, okay. Lon Chaney played a wolfman. Yeah. But, yep, we also have a horror bracket for this episode. Jen, we're coming at Dad with a horror bracket of horror slasher killer. Oh, I've seen some uh, of them women on Snapped. A bunch yeah. of horrors that have snapped. <laughs> Slash and kill. These are more Jason, Freddy, Chucky, Pinhead. Okay. Oh, uh, you're saying ones. horror. Horror. Yes. We ain't talking about horrors on Pontiac. <laughs> in Pontiac. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool, right. cool. I'm excited for this episode. Yep, Jen. Do you know? Uh, do you know anything about the history of Halloween? I don't. No, me either. Dad, you want to enlighten us on that? Yep. You ready to kick it off? Yep, kick it <laughs> off, Dad. <laughs> All right. Happy Halloween. <laughs> the word Halloween originally come from it meant homely person, and Ean means it means Eve. I don't know where they got that from because it don't even. It goes back to the ancient Celtic. Uh, it uh, had a, a thing where they, they did. Now uh, they celebrated three days of fire fest. It was meant death and rebirth. Oh. Oh. And uh, then the Celtics had a calendar. It was uh, light and, and dark. It marked the word uh, sal- salmon. Salween. Yeah. Is that Samhain? Yeah, and it translates into uh, Irish summers and. Yeah, Irish Summers, oh. and it's spelled like Sam Hain, but I think they pronounced it Sue Wen. Oh, okay. And it, be- it means Summer's End. There's also a band, a uh, great band called Sam Hain. It was Glenn Danzig. I do see people say Happy Sam Hain, which I didn't know if they meant the group or the actual time. I didn't know what nope, that No, it sounds like it means Summer's End. Happy Summer's End. Yeah, that's good to know, because when is the first day of fall? 21st of September. Oh, okay. So, so that's happened. already happened? It's already fall right now? Yeah. Been fall for four days. Everything's the twenty first, and the first day of summer's twenty first. The fall is twenty first. Oh, of September. I didn't even realize that. First day of winter's the twenty first, and the first day of April's the twenty first. Oh, fir- no, I mean the first day of uh, spring, <laughs> spring is the twenty first. <laughs> the first. No, the first, first day. Falls. Everything's on the twenty first. Oh, okay, good. Nice. I didn't even realize that. Hmm. Yep, Captain Calendar over here. I know this guy <laughs> with numbers. Yeah, so summer's end, and then that's just like, hey, welcome to this. So it's really just a celebration of the, the end of, of summer. Autumn. And, yeah, beginning of autumn. Yeah, then they had the customs where they uh, sacrificed uh, animals and first to help them hide from the un- unfriendly ones. Well, who are the unfriendly ones? Oh, like spirits? I guess, uh, Evil spirits? Yeah. Oh. All right. And then, uh, then they had uh, uh, the making of lanterns that uh, that come up for candles. And they had, do you know what gourds are? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they hollowed out gourds, and that, that brought forth uh, the invention of the jack o' lantern or the pumpkin. Gourds nowadays are usually the ones I know of are super small. Yeah. The, yeah, like Look a gourd the- is like the size of like a softball. Maybe. Yeah. Like My friend down. sent me this one. Look at it. It's a Let's gourd see. that is from her tree. Oh, wow. Like, That's like... But she, I, she sent it to me to take the drum circle. Nice. <laughs> like it. a shaker? Yeah. Look at that. And it's just natural. It's like all the seeds on the inside of it. Nice. Nice. So after they so they got into carving, or they got into hollowing out gourds and putting candles inside them? Yeah, then they had uh, some things called like evil spirits where they... Uh, the evil spirits would play. Here's where the tricks and treat come in. Oh, okay. 
uh, the tricks where the evil spirits would play on uh, um, the tricks where the, the evil spirits would play into the, I guess the humans. Okay. And then and then they did some pranks on the humans too. Oh. Uh, you, you know, I don't know what kind of pranks it was, but like mischievous. Yeah. All right. And that's where they come at the thing with trick or treat. The spirits were playing the tricks. Yeah. I don't know how the pranks come about. I know, though. or the treats. Who or are how did the, the candy? Treats? Yeah. Come yeah. Who about? are they giving the treats to? Oh, the children were given candy, fruit, or money. Oh. oh but that's why they they come up with the trick or treat. Nice, nice. And then they also uh, the the people would sing them songs or tell them jokes. Oh, that was so, giving them the candy. Yeah, by 1920, they added the songs and jokes on top of the fruit money. So when did they start wearing costumes? Has that always been a part of it? No, during the 1920s and 30s was when they started adding the costumes, and that's supposed to represent the evil spirits. Ah, I got you. So the kids in costumes are the evil spirits going around. That's why we say trick or treat. Yeah. It's because the evil spirits used to do tricks. Gotcha. I got you. And then after World War II in the 1950s, uh, with the economic boom, where they making the candy and uh, for the Halloween was manufactured. After that, then they started the movies, uh, the books about Halloween, and then TV programs. And then the 60s, oh, then they started running Halloween specials. And then by the 2015, 6.9 million, no billion dollars was spent just for Halloween candy. Oh, it's definitely a billion dollar industry. Yeah. Who who I wonder if dentists are in on that. They were just pushing those candies. <laughs> All the dentists. Okay. Alright, then going all the way back to the pagans, uh, Halloween has evolved into a, a long uh, a, a bigger uh what do you call industry? Yeah. It, it's got a bigger meaning than it when it first come out than the three day event. It's just, it's just here to stay, and and each year it gets bigger and bigger. They sell more candy, and uh, the parties are bigger, and the celebrations and stuff like that. So it's just here to stay forever. Mm. It, it definitely is. Yeah. Hey, do you feel? Uh, do you feel that the stores are exploiting uh, the? Like for Christmas, when they bring out stuff a month ahead of time, do you think they're just playing off of uh, the recent uh, meaning of Halloween? Oh, 100%. I think they are 100%. And I think it's just a marketing thing. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. If they have a chance to push merchandise that much more through their store and bring that much more people and dollars in, it'd be ridiculous not to exploit it. Even the people that sell the stuff, if you go up to them, I bet only not even 5% will know the meaning of Halloween. All they do is turn it into money is all they want well yeah i mean and again it comes from just like my kids i mean if you ask them what the meaning of halloween is only because they're in school they might know but i doubt it but to them it's just what you know dressing up in costumes getting candy going door to door yeah but it's just less than five percent that knows really the meaning of halloween or christmas right but i think it's the halloween isn't just one night of halloween i mean like even weeks before we i think for me personally halloween starts when we start going to get apples cider donuts and going to pumpkin patch hitting the pumpkin patch you go to the corn maze you go to haunted houses you see halloween decorations and you start watching the halloween specials on tv you can watch horror movies and not feel weird 
like you do in April. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. It's got a bigger meaning than it does when it ain't Halloween. I think around, at least with our family, it's a lot like Christmas. It's the build up to it. And yeah, Christmas is only one day. Like Halloween is only one day, but it's the it's the three or four week build up to it of all the events and stuff that you do, the experiences you have. And it culminates with a Halloween costume party with friends and family, just like Christmas does. Hey, but do you think Halloween and Christmas, and which one do you think is is uh, the most uh, most celebrated uh, between both of them? Uh, Christmas obviously is more commercialized, and that's like a global thing. I don't know if Halloween is celebrated like we do. Yeah, globally. but you can still go up and down streets and see the same decorations. You know, the same amount, right, of Halloween and Christmas decorations. Yeah, but I'd say around Halloween, maybe only one out of every seven or eight houses might decorate. Around Christmas, oh, yeah, at least just around about here, every house, it's, like, it? it's easily over 50% of the houses. Yeah, yeah. you can go up down the subdivision. throw and some see. lights around their mailbox or around the porch. Something yeah. even goofy. Yeah, but don't you think they'll stand some stuff out in the yard for Halloween, too? Oh, yeah, they do. Some people do. And some, you know, we put a cemetery scene in our front yard and nobody even sees it. Like, where we're at. Yeah. But we still do with corn stalks and pumpkins because when we pull in the driveway, we like to see it. Yeah. And you like to know all that. That reminds you of autumn. You know, it's yeah. just all part of the festivities. Yeah. I, I was born in the 50s and we still celebrated Halloween, but I think it's got bigger since I was even little. Oh, yeah. And your yeah. costumes were probably made of lead and mercury. <laughs> yeah. or, or we threw a sheet over our eyes and cut holes in the front. That's it. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Charlie Brown does. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go sit out in the pumpkin patch, wait for the great pumpkin? No, I missed that. I can, <laughs> see, you, I can see you doing that. So, all, all right. right. Is that all you got, Jeff? Dad, you got anything else you want to add? Or, Jen, you got anything you want to add about Halloween, the history of Halloween? No, I'm excited for it. What do you got for us next, Jeff? Mm. We're going to move on to our mystery, which is the Ouija board. Let's take a break. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Coming back at you with this episode's mystery, the Ouija board. The Ouija board, Ooh. also known as the spirit board or the talking board, is a flat board marked with the letters of the alphabet, the numbers zero through nine. The word yes, no, occasionally hello, but always has a goodbye. You know why it has a goodbye on there, Dad? Yeah, because before you uh, check off or leave the board, you got to say goodbye. Or they say spirits will follow you wherever you go. Yep, it'll you'll leave the, uh, the door between our world and spirit world open if you do not say goodbye. But not all boards have a hello, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Hey, what's, uh, what symbols is on the board? There are no symbols, really. Oh, I thought it had like a picture of uh, like two things. No, but just I think has yes. Just decoration. Yeah, it's just usually decorations. Oh, I thought the symbols might mean something. No, but back in the day when it was a wooden board and they would have to burn these stuff into it, I don't think they were just burning extra symbols into it. They were just burning the, what they needed. All right. Well, it, uh, oh. go ahead. Uh, the Ouija board itself was originated from the word french word meaning yes 
and the German word meaning jaw, J-A. So that's how they got a Ouija board. That's how it was supposed to be. Is it? I'd heard that the Ouija board gave itself the name. Yeah, I heard that too. Oh, I'd heard that the guy who invented it was using the Ouija board, and when he was contemplating out loud while he was using it, what he should call it, it spelled out the word Ouija. Yeah. Which is why I thought he gave it, why they call it a Ouija board, which I I also heard the Ouija translates to good luck. Mm. I'm not sure what language, but I believe it translates to good Probably luck. means good luck. You just blew this door open. <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring a Ouija board over, Jen, and see if Dad wanted to have a seance today, but uh, here in Mom's house, I knew Mom wouldn't allow it. No. Nope. I would flip balls if she flip found out we brought out. a Ouija board here. If you brought a Ouija board over, I'd be opening up cupboards when she got up for work. <laughs> <laughs> and scare her. She won't even let Griff. Griff has a t-shirt with a Ouija yeah. board on it. She won't even, she gets pissed when he wears it over here. Yeah. All right, Dad, what else you got? What about the uh, the device they use to to use on the Ouija board, the planchet? Yeah. A heart-shaped object with a usually a hole in it that you can see the letters or the re- the number the symbols through. Yeah, you're supposed to sit down and clear your mind, put uh, put your fingers on it, and it, you play with two or more people. They say never play by your, uh, alone. You got to play with either two or more people. They do say that. I think I think three people is probably the max because the planchette's only got three sides. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I've heard also that. They say when you're using it, you can set it on a table, and as long as all people's fingertips are touching. And I've also heard that you have to sit on the ground with your knees touching, like on your knees, and have oh. all three people's knees touching, and that's what you set the board on, is in between all of your knees. How come all the uh, movies and pictures I've seen have had it on a table? That was, and I'm not sure. I just saw that in the history of it when I looked oh, okay. it up. That that's all how right. it was well, marketed. that's something new. To- it's family fun. It's also it's always been marketed as like a family fun activity. Even when I'll, they first came out. I'll tell you about an experience I had after right. after Dad gives more information. All right, Dad, give us some more info. What do you got? All right, in 1898, William Flood and his brother, F-L-U-D, Isaac, signed a contract to manufacture and sell them famous boards. First of all, it, it was originally used as a parlor game. You know, just something to just something to play, like, uh, you know, like you would Monopoly or, or Life. Yep, something it, to kill time. Yeah, it was just a game when it first come out. And they said when it first come out, it was supposed to mean uh, good luck instead of having evil. Yeah, and then right after that, really, it wasn't even until World War One that the Ouija board became used more for by a, by the occult and the American spiritual, spiritualists. After that, it was after right after World War One is when it became more of a way to communicate with believe it or not dead soldiers yeah uh, and that's what dead soldiers they were saying were starting to communicate with people using the board through the board so then people tried to use the board itself to communicate with other deceased loved ones that weren't soldiers and found out that it they could communicate with them mm. it's crazy that it started off like an innocent little game and then how it turned into actually it's like a staple in the paranormal community Oh, yeah. And they say, too, that you can easily make your own Ouija board simply by putting the letters and the words on the Ouija board and that you can just use a glass like a kitchen glass upside down and use that also. Like it doesn't you don't have to buy a manufactured Ouija board. You could make your own. I'm going to vote no. 
on that. I'm going to say don't do that to anybody. Everyone thinks it's all super innocent. Here, I'll tell you what happened. Okay? Go to a girl's birthday party. We're like 10. I think she was 10. It was 10. So there's like 15 girls there. Okay? And they're like, yeah, let's do the Ouija board. And I'm like, hmm, I don't think so. So they, they get over there and they're like, don't be a wussy, you know? And so... I'm like, okay, so I didn't even want to, I didn't touch the board. I stood in between the doorway and the room they were in. I didn't even touch it. I just watched them. There was seven of them on the board touching the, it's what is it called? Planchette? Seven. Planchette? Yep. And they were asking questions. One of the girl's cousins had died. And then they were asking questions. And then, you know, it almost looks like somebody's pushing it. And so I don't believe it. And then all of a sudden... The whole, the planchette flew off the board and we, they all started screaming and it wasn't a scream loud enough to break anything. And they had, what are the lights, like sconces on the wall. There were six sconces on the wall and four of them blew out, like exploded, exploded Jeez. glass. There is a lot of stories I'm out. I've I found called mom. Red. I was yeah, like, there's... you gotta come. Did you me. leave there? I left. I'm out. Did I you tell go. mom about the experience? It, no, well, I just said no, no, no. I just was freaked out. I'm like, I don't, I don't think it was good. I think I need to go. There was too many people. It was too much. Probably <laughs> there pissed are a my lot pants. of stories about people using the board and the board, the planchette flying off and the board getting flipped. Yeah. And again, that's why I think, I think when that happens, because in a lot of the stories and the incidents I have read about is when that happens, people. You don't get to say goodbye. You don't get to close that portal. Yeah. And that's when stuff keeps happening. Right. In the house or around certain people. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of instances when that happened and people flipped out and this and that. And then they come back the next day and the board's gone. Yeah. Like a lot of times these the boards will just come up missing. Something will happen. People freak out, run out of a room and they come back and the board's gone. Yeah. They got sucked into the portal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Disintegrated. I think if yep. it says, it's probably written like in the magic of the board. If you don't say goodbye, it just disintegrates. Just evaporates. I don't know. See, don't it know. seems to me like the board is, what's weird about it too, I think, is it's not like a crystal ball or something where like a number of different types of psychics use it to communicate. Yeah. Like not really many psychics, I don't think, would even use a Ouija board. I think they would know that it's dark. Yeah, I think I've only seen actually on one paranormal show that they've used it and they only called it a spirit board. And it was only to identify because there had been seances done in the house and they were trying to close the portal is why they were trying to do that. But here's what I think too, like you're saying, I think people use it innocently and then that's what happens. They freak out and then it doesn't get closed. And then that's when other bad stuff happens, which I think right. wasn't dad going to talk about some bad stuff that had happened. Yep. Dad, you want to continue on? Sorry to cut you off there. Oh, sorry, dad. I was sharing an experience. Yeah. If you want to know a little bit of facts in it. Yeah. Um, we want to know the facts. Hit us with them. Well, magician Houdini, he said he knew him. five. He said he knew five people that went insane just playing the board. Went insane. Yeah, they went insane after playing the board. Oh. So, you know, he was pretty well known, and, and uh, people, you know, they took what he said, you know. Well, yeah, he's Houdini. Yeah. And then they also had uh, uh, the Ouija board in the movie Twilight Zone. 
exorcist, paranormal activity. It's like what Jenny said in uh, the movie uh, uh, Paranormal Activity. The planchette did catch a fire and and, and uh, go across the room. It, it showed it happening hmm. when they were using it. Little backstory uh, when William Falk, how he died. He was on a roof where he uh, manufactured the Ouija board. He was up fixing a flagpole and he was leaning up against the bracket. The bracket gave away and he fell three stories to his death. And then his last words was to his brother, never sell the company. So he went against his brother's wishes and sold the company. And uh, then he started having strokes and he passed away. His brother was 57 and he passed away on his birthday. Well, hmm. Do you, do you think, though, just as a side note, like, even though it started off innocently, how do you think people will become insane or affected by the board? I mean, do you think it's just because they're open, like, they're open-sensitive? Yeah, they're, I think they're open-sensitive, and I think they opened up something, and something came through. I think just like a, an evil spirit could attach itself to, like, an old piano. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or an object. I, obviously, I think in a evil spirit could easily come through the door or the whatever gate or portal you have open and easily just take over i think it'd be easier for an evil spirit to take over an existing body than to manifest itself and and like show oh, up yeah. like, you know people see ghosts or like things move yeah i think that's really hard for spirits to do to manifest mm -hmm. themselves into a visible being or to conjure up enough energy to move an object yeah. I think that takes a lot for a spirit, but I think if it's easier for it to just take over something so somebody, that's already yeah, existed. So those people that went insane could have been, do you think they're almost like easy to manipulate or do right. you think they just were taken over? I don't know. Again, is that, are they insane or is that just mentally they're battling something that's trying to take them over? Right. Is Yeah. Is it insane or is it just possession? I don't know. I have no idea there. Yeah. Did any of your any of your research turn up the Zozo? Anything about Zozo? Oh. No, I I didn't. I know it's a big part of Ouija board, but I didn't uh, really research any of that. Zozo is I don't know how they would word it in that realm, but he is like the king demon mm -hmm. of the Ouija board is Zozo. And they say a lot of the spirits that come through the Ouija board are spirits that Zozo is allowing to come through the Ouija board. And people have communicated with Zozo for a, many, like a lot of writings, and it goes all the way back into the history. Because really, the, the Ouija board goes all the way back to like 1100 AD or something, like something Dang. crazy, way back to like the Chinese, like the Song Dynasty, uh, I believe, sure. is when they came up with it. But all the way through the years, it got changed, and yeah, up until when Dad was talking about the 1800s and whatnot, yeah. But another quick fact, Dad, did you know that Alice Cooper got his name from the Ouija board? No, I didn't know that either. Yep, when he was a teenager, him and his friends had a Ouija board, and they were using it, and they were communicating with a witch from the 1700s, and they asked her her name, and she said her name was Alice Cooper. And then fast forward, when Alice Cooper became a musician, and he decided he wanted to change his name, the first name that came to his head was Alice Cooper because she was a witch from the 1700s and he liked the way it sounded. Whoa. Yeah. But that name came to him through a Ouija board. Oh, that's also, crazy. side note, Alice Cooper graduated from Lake Orion High School. Shut up! How'd you not know that? Are we new? No, what year I did he graduate? That? I want to say 68. Okay. 
something like that. But yeah, his house, we used to party over in the woods. People I know used to party over in the woods across from Alice Cooper's house. It used to be over on Brown Road when it was a dirt road. Okay. Before it's all stores and mires and all that now. But before then it was a dirt road. His house is still over there standing. Like there's if you go down Brown Road on the north side, there's a few houses sporadically between the businesses. Okay. There's like an old rundown brown one. Yeah. That's where Alice Cooper used to live. Graduated high school. Lake Orion. Lake Orion. Class of 68. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to 68. Oh, I'm not sure whenever. on that. Whenever. But it seems like it, was, it would have been around that time. That's cool. Yeah, uh, and the side note about William, I don't know if anybody knows this, but he was the inventor of the first pool table that had ball returns. This is the guy who invented the, or the yeah, guy who invented. William Falk. Yep. And then, um, then him invented the first calculator. Like I was saying about his brother selling the company, he sold it to uh, Parker Brothers. It's now called Hasbro. Yep. You mean you mean to cut it? Yeah, whatever you got. Okay. Keep going. And then now, and instead of being like a, a parlor game, people now believe it holds mystery. You know, just eerie and creepy things now. And people, uh, you know, they don't play it as much because they don't like the uh, the outcome like that used to be, that used to come out of the board itself. And it's, I don't know, it's just been mystifying of, you know, since the 1800s. It's just been mystifying everybody since then. Yeah. Yep. When you were making your documentary, Jeffy, back when you made that, what was that, like 10, 15 years ago? Yep, um, the honey tree. Yeah, Urban Legends. Did anyone use the Ouija board during that? Or, like, did they have any stories about Ouija boards? Yeah, in I had the a few cemetery? people I interviewed. Another man had his date of death given by the Ouija board right before the Ouija's pointer flew off the board. Um, why we went back, I don't know, but it was an, an adventure, so we started going probably uh, the next year. Uh, we'd bring uh, uh, our dates down there and try to scare them, of course, and nothing really happened until uh, uh, one evening the girls decided to bring a Ouija board. And we thought that was a good idea. And uh, we couldn't get inside the tomb, but there was there was uh, cement caskets around there that we could sit on. And we brought candles, and so we'd be outside the tomb and and playing Ouija. And and that little disc that's on that board would just I mean just go fast and faster around with each question that we asked it. And uh, one of the questions was um, about a friend that was was with us. Um, they asked if and when he was going to die. And it actually spelled out a date, an exact date in the future. And of course, my friend was, you know, kind of getting nervous and, and laughing it off. But then they asked him how he was going to die. And uh, it spelled out the word army. And we were probably 17. And he screamed, and that disc flew right off the board. And we looked at him and said, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I didn't tell you guys, but I'm enlisting into the army, you know, after high school. And no one knew that. So we were all freaked out and ended up pretty much running out. Um, we ran back to our, uh, our cars. And at that time, we used to take quite a few people. So we'd, uh, we'd park um, a couple of the cars in a parking lot. And then um, everyone would dr- jump into uh, my station wagon and, and we'd bring, you know, 10 people down and we all jumped in my car went back to the uh the parking lot 
and the girls who had brought the Ouija board got out and, and their car was completely flipped upside down onto its roof without a scratch on either side or the roof itself. And when we got the tow truck there, he, uh, he looked at it and said, it's, he, does, he has no idea how it could possibly be flipped over like that without a scratch a dent anything on either side. Because when he tried to put it back onto all four wheels, he almost totaled it, you know, by pulling it. So um, that was pretty creepy. And I had been taking pictures of the whole evening. And when I developed the film, um, there was a shot of my buddy who was going to be enlisted in the army. There was some kind of um, noose around his neck and freaked him out quite a bit. Needless to say, when he did go to the army, when that day came up, he, he never left his barracks. He stayed in bed the whole time and uh, didn't move. Oh, I just got chills on my back. Yep. Yeah. All right. Does anybody else have anything they want to add about the Ouija board? I don't. Do you? Do you like? Is your professional like opinion as a podcaster? <laughs> do you feel like it's okay to use or no? Uh, personally, no. No, I know I've used the Ouija board once or twice as a kid, but it was like goofy with like Zig and his sister or somebody. Yeah. And but I don't know. Even now, like Griff has three or four. We have one in our game cabinet. My buddies, you know, they have them in their house. But like, yeah. no one's ever quick to be like, "Oh, hey, let's get this out." But like, I think it's weird when Ouija board was being marketed, even in like the 1800s, it was marketed for like a couple's game. Yeah. It was marketed for family fun. Yeah. Like mom and kids and dads alike. Everyone, let's get the Ouija, but the, the spirit board out. Yeah. For fun. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think that's baffling to me because I, and again, it could just be that it could just all be hoopla. You yeah. know what I mean? I think because I've, I've had personal spiritual attachments. I don't, I don't need to invite anything else. I feel like I'm a magnet already and I don't need that anyway. So. Right. That's why I'm it's a hard pass. Yeah, that's just throwing bait on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. opening the door and inviting them in. Hey, can I say anything about a movie or yeah. or a, a special or or were they saying anything about the copyrights? Then mm. we're talking about it. No, we're just sharing opinions. Well if you don't if you want to, you can edit it out. Go for it. What do you got? Also on a segment of YouTube, if, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, it's called Mind Seed. These guys would uh go out to these uh, uh, places where like uh, things would happen like the people in the house they would call these two three guys out they're supposed to uh, explore uh, what the people are going through you know like cabinet, door, cabinet doors open children talking and laughing and you know the people yeah. that used to live there had kids and these people ain't got kids but they're hearing sounds of kids oh. people walking down the stairs Kind of like a paranormal investigation? Yeah. Yeah. Just this one episode uh, brings back uh, about the worst one I've seen is where they uh, this woman drowned and her kids drowned too in this lake. They went out to this house and then uh, they had the Ouija. Uh, they do the Ouija board about every episode if you ever watch it. It's called Mind Seed. Uh, these three guys have a Ouija board. And then when they go out there, things start happening after they read it. They're, they read it right there on site. They were uh, reading it. And then all of a sudden, they seen these little kids' uh, footprints in the snow. And then 
then they crossed a bridge and halfway across the bridge, the, the footprints would just, they wouldn't see them no more. And then they, they didn't know where they lead because they was going to follow the footprints. But then they got halfway across the bridge and uh, the, the footprints would just disappear. And uh, at the end of it, they were uh, uh, asking the questions about, uh, about the woman, how she died. And then about, about that time, they heard some splashing out in the water. And then they looked out and the woman's head was sticking up looking at them. And then she she was dead either ten or twenty years before that, and it, then they just threw down everything and just took off. They didn't even they didn't even pack up their <laughs> they didn't even pack up their equipment or anything. They oh just my took god! Off. And you know they go out there with all kinds of uh, you know the the you know what paranormal equipment? people take with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just up and left the board, got it's- in the car and left. Yeah, it's because, funny they're all tough and they want to investigate and then they get out there and something happens and then they just bail. Yeah, ain't, yeah. ain't, ain't that the way all them episodes are? You know, <laughs> they go out there looking for something and when they find something, they, they act, you know, they act like, you know, they act like they ain't supposed to find nothing. And then when they do find something, they all get scared. Well, I think too, like, I don't know that your brain can process like what you're seeing. You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah, like but you know when you're you- seeing it on when you're seeing it in real life, it's different than when you're seeing it at on TV. Yeah. Because so when they, you're right there. Did they show uh, the lady or they just were showing their No, they response? showed her. Uh, oh. It, they just showed her head sticking out and looked like, you know, like what a ghost would look like. It's yeah. really bright white and you can yeah. see, make out the eyes and the hair. Yeah. And she looked right at them and oh so they God. took right off. Yeah. So no I thought fans. I'd bring that up. Yeah. Who? It's called it's called Mind Seed. If you ever get a chance to watch it, watch it. It's these three guys that go out the houses. Yeah. And then. Uh, is it just their video, or is yeah, it like and they a- try to try to debunk uh, uh, what's uh, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, with the house and stuff. It's okay. it's pretty good. I've watched it a lot of times. Nice. That's that's pretty cool. I don't know that I. Is it like a like them just videotaping their own stuff? Like and yeah. posting it to YouTube, so it's not like a, a film crew or anything. Or yeah, this one time really scared them. Uh, oh, they walked yeah. into a house and they seen some chairs around a table. Then when the guy filled them and then filmed it, he walked upstairs. Not even ten seconds, and all the chairs were stacked up in this room from the dining area. Whoa. And he got up there, and all the chairs. I mean, they were stacked in a way that you had to place them perfect. Yeah, because. They, seven chairs were stacked on top of each other, mm. and it ain't no way anybody no could have. No, it ain't no way somebody could have passed them on the stairs and took the chairs up there and stacked them. I mean, yeah, we're right. talking like ten seconds. If you ever see that episode, you know, you, you'll see how fast it was. That's crazy. And another one, they walked in, and all the cabinet and uh, of the kitchen was going up and was opening and closing by itself. It, it's it's pretty wild picture if you ever want to see it. No, okay. Mind seed. Right. No. Whew. All right. Anything else you want to add, Dad? No, that's about it. I think I've <laughs> took up a lot of people's time as it is. Chad, anything you want to add about the Ouija board? No, hard pass. Hard pass? Hard All pass. right. All right. With that being said, we're going to move on to our next segment, which is horror slasher killer list for Ron. Well, not your movie. 
moving it. You're moving it. Would you just quiet? I'm trying to concentrate here. And I'm not moving it. You're moving it. Happy Halloween. <laughs> All right, Dad. Today we're going to do your bracket. It's the horror killer list from slasher films. All right, go for it. Mm-hmm. All right, we kind of slightly compiled a small list last episode. I went through and filled in the list. I also have the kill count for each of the slashers and how many movies they were in. So you can base your, this is totally opinion-based, so you can base it on either any any of that criteria you want or just the overall likeness of that slasher. So, all, right. all right, let's start you out here, Dad. Freddy Krueger versus Scream, the Ghostface Killer. Ugh. Freddy Krueger has 48 kills over nine movies. Scream, Ghostface Killer had 36 kills over four movies. Well, for the intensity, I think we'll. I'll go for. Uh, I'll go for Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger over Scream, Ghostface Killer. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth versus The Blob. From the Blob movie. <laughs> Blob has 38 kills. Is that the one with Steve McQueen back in the 50s? There was one in, yep, there was one even before that in the 30s or 40s, and then there was one in the late 50s. Yeah, the one in the 50s where it it got and went through the, the cinema. Yep. Yeah. That's the Blob has 38 kills over two movies, or Jason Voorhees has 170 kills oh, it's over hand, 12 movies. Hands down, Jason. And Jason over the blob? Yeah. All right. Jason Voorhees. Moving on. Michael Myers of the Halloween franchise versus Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Patrick oh. Bateman was in one movie. There were two American Psychos. The second one was not Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman was in one movie, 16 kills, versus Michael Myers, 159 kills, 12 movies. Michael Myers versus Patrick Bateman. I'll go for Michael. Michael Myers over Patrick Bateman? Yeah. All right. Moving on. Chucky from Child's Play, Charles (laughs) Ray. Chucky from Child's Play versus Damien from the Omen movies. How many Child's Play was it? Three? Give me one second. I think, I think there, there was, was three. Four. Chucky, there was eight movies. Oh, eight movies. Oh. 47 kills. Well, eventually he took a bride, and then eventually him and his bride made a family. Oh, so okay. went on again. That's Although a- I will say Chucky was, it started out as a soul of a executed serial killer got put into Char- into Chucky's body, Charles okay. Ray. Yeah. And eventually he came back. He was uh, an AI version of Chucky, which was like a, like a Whoa. Teddy Ruxpin version of Chucky. Yeah. Whoa. And then eventually he was, uh, he got electrocuted and he came back to life again that way. So there's Chucky, 47 kills, eight movies, versus Damien from The Omen, who has 49 kills over four movies. Mm. Oh, I'll go with Chucky. Chucky? Mm. Yeah. All right. Chucky moving on. All right. This one, Dad, the Blair Witch has 15 kills over three movies. The Blair Witch versus the Firefly family, which was from House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. The Firefly family has 81 kills over three movies. Whoa. Oh, man. They both have three movies. Blair Witch has 15 kills. The Firefly family, which is a whole family, had 81 kills. You don't have to base it on that. But Blair Witch, 
Who would you fear more if you came across them? The Firefly family yeah, I, or a Blair Witch? I think, no, though. I don't want to say anything about the Blair Witch right now. You can. You can say whatever you want. Oh. About them. Well, first of all, I think the Blair Witch was fictional. Cause, I think these are all fictional. Yeah, I know, but you never, you never even seen the Blair Witch. But in that Firefly movie, you seen all the people. Oh yeah, you seen them on screen. But Blair Witch, you never actually seen the witch. I think I'll go with Firefly. Mm. Firefly family. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, versus Norman Bates from Psycho. Now, Leatherface has 31 kills. That's just Leatherface alone. I know Leatherface was part of another family, but just Leatherface alone has 31 kills and was in eight movies versus Norman Bates, who has 20 kills over four movies. I'll go for Leatherface. Leatherface? Yeah, he had the chainsaw and stuff. He was... <laughs> oh, yeah. He was kind of ruthless. He, they both wore skin. Yeah. Oh! All right, moving on. We have Candyman. Candyman. Versus Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Candyman, 15 kills over three movies. Versus Jigsaw, who has 76 kills in eight movies. I think the Saw pictures. I like them. Going with going with Jigsaw? Yeah, Jigsaw. I'm, yeah, I like all them in, uh, them traps he made all uh, right. for people to get out of. All right. Last one in first round, we have Pennywise, the clown from It, versus Pinhead from Hellraiser. How many movies did, was he in? Let's see. Pinhead was in eight movies, 35 kills. Pennywise was in, well, two movies with seven kills. Pennywise versus Pinhead. Oh. I'll go for Pinhead. Pinhead from Hellraiser? Right. All right, that concludes round one. Going back up to the top, Dad. I know. I hate. It's gonna this. get hard. I hate this part. It's gonna get harder. We have Freddy versus Jason. Freddy Krueger. And hey, that was a movie. It was a movie. Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> we have Freddy Krueger, forty-eight kills versus Jason Voorhees, hundred and seventy kills. Freddy versus Freddy oh. versus Jason. I know. I I hated this question because I knew it was gonna come down to it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is, I mean, both of them are good. Who do you think would win in a fight against them? Or who would you choose to be the better slasher amongst the two? I don't know. They both got good weapons. I know. Freddy comes to people in their dreams and nightmares, can kill them in their sleep. Jason can kill them Anytime. camping in their sleep. Or he's even gone to space. He's gone to hell. He's been to Manhattan. Freddy Krueger's on Elm Street. Doesn't really get off the road. Um, we have a lot more after this. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll go with Jason. You're going with Jason? Are you sure? Yeah, because I think, you know, Freddy's only got his fingers. And uh, I think Jason comes up with more. Uh, he's got more uh, killing things that than uh, Freddy does. Right. Coming down, we have Michael Myers from Halloween versus Chucky. Michael Myers versus Chucky. I'll go Michael Myers. Michael Myers on that? All right. Next, we have the Firefly family versus Leatherface. A Leatherface. Leatherface? Pretty quick to answer. Leatherface? 
All right, Jigsaw versus Pinhead. Jigsaw from the Saw movies versus Pinhead from Hellraiser. I'll go with Jigsaw. I think he's got more uh, He's got more imagination than Pinhead. Jigsaw? Because, yeah, because it takes a lot to uh, it takes a lot to uh, you know to make all them traps. Yeah. All right. Ah! Now we're coming down to the semifinals. We have Leatherface versus Jigsaw. Leatherface. I'll go with Jigsaw again. Jigsaw? I think Jigsaw has very creative methods of killing people. How many movies did he make again? Saw 8. 8 movies? There was 8 Saw movies. You know how many traps was in them? Or you don't no, know? No, that, that does include... I bet it was over 50-something traps. Oh, I bet. Well, how many victims does Jigsaw have, did I say? Let me look again. 76? I bet you the majority of them are with traps. I mean, there was at least two or three people in each trap. Yeah. Okay. Now we have Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers. Jason. Jason from Friday the 13th versus Michael Myers from Halloween. Dad, you're sitting back. You're pulling away from the mic. He's, not he's having nothing. a dilemma. It's, he's, he's having a serious mental dilemma. He just sat back like, oh, my God. This it's just your opinion, bad. Dad. It's this, just your opinion. I know, yeah. but I don't want to. I don't know. I'm, I'm caught between <laughs> worlds here. Mm. <laughs> Was it Jason versus Michael? Yep. Jason. Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers. I'll go with Jason again. Mm. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Now in the finals, Dad, we have Jason Voorhees, Friday the Thirteenth, hundred and seventy, hundred and seventy kills. 12 movies by Jigsaw versus Jigsaw 76 kills over eight movies. Jason versus Jigsaw. Do you think Jason could get out of Jigsaw's traps? Nope. Not all of them Mm. because Jigsaw, he's got some really bad traps. Do you think Jigsaw? I think could escape Jason Jason. out in the woods, right? Do you think Jigsaw could escape Jason? If Jason was chasing him through the woods in a camp and then through town and through the woods again, yeah, because he can set up some Into traps the that would trap Jason. <laughs> he can set up a lot of traps. You know, like booby traps? Right. And then I don't think Jason can get out of all of them. Who are you going with? I'll go with Jigsaw. Jigsaw for the win? Yeah. Jigsaw oh for the win. I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. Even on the Universal Monster, I did not see Werewolf being picked either. That's who I would have gone with. But Jigsaw. Wow. I'll even pick Jigsaw over to Werewolf. Really? Well, yeah. I don't see a werewolf getting out of Jigsaw's traps. Right. Nice. Nice bracket, Dad. Okay. Nice. Jigsaw for the win. All right. Happy Halloween. (laughs) All right. Moving on to our movie portion. Dad, what do we go with? Blair Witch Project. That's right. I only asked you because you were leaning back in your chair again after your decision there. (laughs) (laughs) Contemplative on me. That's right, Dad. The Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project was a 1999 American supernatural horror film written and directed, edited by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. It's a fictional story, Jen, about three student filmmakers, Heather, Mike, and Josh, who hike into the Black Hills near Burkittsville, Maryland in 1994 to film a documentary about a local legend known as the Blair Witch. The three disappear, but their equipment and footage are discovered a year later 
The recovered footage is the film that the viewer sees. Jen, have you seen Blair Witch? Yep. It didn't go well. No, what happened? I'm serious. Like, my mind could not process that this was not real because it was, was it in a home theater? movie based. Yeah, I was at the theater and I couldn't talk for about two hours after the movie. Yeah. It freaked me out. It, yeah, it freaked me out just because I kept thinking, like, this is real. It looks like a home movie. I was, like, emotionally invested. And it, plus, the woods freaked me out. And the thought of, like, getting lost in the woods freaks me out. Right. Because it's just, it all looks the same. You know, and if there's no... My experience with it was I'd taken a trip out west. And on our way back home from, we were coming, I think at this time, from, like, Daytona. We were shooting up trying to take the long way around the east the east coast there mm-hmm. and we had stopped off in virginia somewhere and camped for the night but we got there about 5 p.m because we were exhausted so oh, we shoot. set up tent and we were like hey let's go for a walk so we started walking and it was with jody and i and we so we went walking all of a sudden we we're like all right well let's head back so we started heading back and then we came up to the part where we decided hey we're gonna head back and we we're like how do we get back to here again so we took off the direction we thought we needed to go again and we ended up right back there again we're like well that's we're not turning anywhere how are we ending up back in the same clearing right we went the other direction and we came back around to the clearing again and we're like what the hell is this so we went 90 degrees off to the side and just walked in a straight line and we did that for maybe 10-15 minutes nothing at that point looked familiar and we come up to this white house that was out in the woods and we're sitting there and neither of us wanted to say it, but it was like, Hey, do we go knock on their door or do we try to walk through their yard? Cause there has to be a road somewhere if there's a house right? and get back out to a main road. And by this point, it had probably been two hours had gone oh by that we've been walking and it was starting to get dark, sort of ish, darkish, seven o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, so we had sat there and we watched this house from the woods and we're like do we knock on there and we seen somebody come out the back door and go into a garage hammer the shit out of something real quick and that guy came back out and he kicked open his screen door and when we seen him kick the door open we're like nope we're not going to that house so we went back into the woods again came back to the clearing went the other direction and eventually got back to our campsite have no idea how we got lost in the woods for that long or why we kept coming back to the same spot yeah then we got home a few days after that we arrived back home following weekend we decided we wanted to go to the movie theater we went and watched the blair witch that was when it came out yeah and the whole time jody was squeezing the shit out of my arm yeah because they were lost in the woods they kept coming back to the same spot (laughs) and then when they showed the white house near the end when they come across the white she audibly screamed in the theater at the just the sight of the white house out in the woods because she could not handle it and at the time of course like anybody when the Blair Witch came out everybody thought it was real so we were even like we you know what I mean it was just blew it blew me away it freaked me out the amount of I will say even knowing that we were going to talk about it this episode I went and watched it two nights ago by myself in the living room and it is still freaky even when you're sitting there and you're engrossed into the story of yeah. it and the shaky cam and the footage and who had the map and where did it go and just right. the, the things they're waking up to it, it's it's jarring yeah I'll say it it's jarring yeah I feel like it's, it's a pretty cool oh I'm sorry go ahead dad 
Uh, you're talking about the rock piles and the and 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 uh, the teeth wrapped up in the sticks. Oh yeah, all of it. The all stick of it. people, and all the, the stick oh. people hanging from the trees. Yeah, yeah you kind of wonder how they uh, got, got into the movie. I mean, what what was the meaning of that? Because they never did say what it meant. No, but talking about let's talk a little bit about the filming of it. Uh, there's a number of things that I really looking up this movie I I was not aware of, but I was really impressed by which was when Eduardo and the other gentleman, Merrick, I forget his first name now, I changed my screen here, but when they decided to make the the Blair Witch Project is they wanted a movie that was like a found footage type movie mixed with a horror slasher film. Okay. So they came up with the idea of the Blair Witch Project. Now, when they came up with the idea, they didn't, they don't, they didn't even have a script. They had a 35-page outline of oh what God. they kind of wanted to happen. Yeah. And then what they did was they hired improvisational actors to just make up everything in between that. And that was the three people you saw in the movie. They were hired because of their improvisational skills because oh they could God. just make shit up. Yeah. So what they did is they told the people, hey, you're going to get paid. I think it was $1,000. Um, and it was going to take seven days out in the woods yeah. to film. Now, they sent the three actors out there with the camera equipment, and they told them what what to kind of do on day one, which day one was them going around the town. The producer, the writer, and the director guys, the two guys, uh, they planted some actors around the town. Okay. They sent the, the actors in and just said, hey, just so you know, some of these people are planted there, some are not. So these people... The three actors, when they're in the beginning of the movie, when they're going around interviewing townspeople, yeah, some of them are actual townspeople, and some are actually planted actors, but the actors had no idea who was who. Oh. Is that... Which you, is such a cool concept. I mean, this is like... The whole the concept whole, of this movie being yeah. made blew me away, Jen, mm-hmm. because that's just the beginning. Yeah. Then what they did on day two is they sent them out to the woods. They only had walkie-talkies to me communicate for the entire filming of this, they never seen anybody. Oh my never god! Never seen a writer, never seen or the director, the, had never seen anybody. Yeah. And what they would do is each morning they would wake up. Each of them would have a note card, and on the note card was just a few notes. Okay. That their character had to keep in mind that day. Yeah. And like Mike's might say, pick on Heather, and Heather's might say something like. You and Josh aren't getting along, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but Josh could say, hey, you and Heather are friends, this and that. So everyone's playing off of everybody differently. And that's how all these like different situations came out. Okay. And so they would tell them basically what their character, they had a note card their character had to keep in mind that day. Yeah. And then they were told kind of which direction to start walking. Okay. Like head north for X amount. And then eventually they would find the next where they would set up camp okay like a clue yeah well they would find they would know they reached the spot at the end of that day when they came across the camp the camp for them was the tent was already set up they did not actually the actors didn't have to carry the tent gear okay their bags were filled with other things because they were actors and they were out there for 8 10 12 hours a day actually walking and uh so they would come across their camp but everything that happened at night was never told to the actors. All the actors were told in the very beginning is we're going to mess with you sometimes at night. That's okay. it. Yeah. So what they would end up doing is they started, like you heard the kids laughing in the woods, Dad. Ugh. 
that was yes the kids laughing was actually audio recorded outside one of the writers one of the producers houses okay of kids having fun out in the street yeah and they blared it through speakers out in the woods we're talking they said they were about two to three hundred yards away and just blaring kids oh i got chills on my neck and then they would send people up and they would build the rock piles and the stick piles and all that stuff with the wrapped up sticks uh-huh. and the teeth. That is stuff they legitimately would just wake up to in the morning. They had oh no idea God. that was going to happen. The yeah. actors didn't. And they had to play off of that. Yeah, so the reaction is real. Yeah, like all the, the reactions are real. Yeah. Everything. And, yeah. and the stage people was the one that shook the tent. Yep. The, yeah. yeah, they came up and started shaking the tent. But again, the actors, all they were told is that if you wake up in the middle of the night, the first thing you have to do is turn on a camera. Yeah, yeah. And so, and they knew as actors, like, but when they woke up, that's why, like, when they wake up, they turn on the camera, you see the tent shaking, kids laughing. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. But the actors had no idea that was going to happen that night. I think, though, that reaction is portrayed through the feeling of, of the movie. You know what I mean? Like how scared they were how they really didn't know you know like it's i guess it's different when i don't know because in your mind you could go oh that's fake that's fake but the whole thing with it being a videotape was it's real and that's their real reaction that is you know it's a wonder when they was running through the dark they didn't run right into a tree yeah that that could have happened and that would have hopefully have been recorded now there were a few things that did happen like i know that when the uh when they came out and the tent was shaking, there was a lady that they actually dressed up in white and they put her about a hundred yards away from the camp out in the forest. And all the, one of Josh's directions that day was when you come out of the tent, you need to look left. And so when they came out of the tent in the middle of the night, being tent shaking, they come out, they start running. He was supposed to pan left and that would have been the only time you would have got a glimpse of the Blair Witch. Oh. And he was in such disarray that they actually, he followed Heather and they turned right and ran and you never saw the glimpse oh. of the Blair Witch. That would have been the only time you would have actually caught a glimpse of it. Yeah. But it, no, but Josh was in such disarray. <laughs> Another thing, though, is they fed the actors less and less food every day so that they would become more irritable. Oh, my God. Yeah. As the days went, because they are just out there exhilarating energy, they gave them less and less food so they would become irritable and start losing weight. Oh, even shit, over man. the course of a few days, you yeah. can see that they are losing weight. Yeah. Um, in the scene where they kept coming back to the same spot over and over. By the end of that day, when they decide to set up camp again and all the actors are pissed and they're yelling at each other, they really were frustrated and pissed because they literally walked all day for nothing. As actors, they walked all day just to set up camp in the same spot they had already set up. They, As actors, they were famished and they were irritable and they were driving each other nuts. Yeah. And to walk all day, they literally were pissed off people. Oh, my God. That's terrible. The few things that weren't scripted was that Josh and Heather, since they went to film school together and Heather if in the movie recruited Josh to, you know, run the camera and all okay. that stuff for him, mm-hmm. uh, the audio equipment. And uh, they, in the f- overnatural course of just people's nature, Josh and Heather fought the entire time filming. Oh, and that, shoot. what's funny is the directors and didn't know that. So, but they had scripted for Mike and Heather to fight the entire time. And they said that when they got back all the footage, it literally looked like both 
males were ganging up on Heather the entire time. Oh shit, man! Inadvertently, not knowing it. Yeah. No, they didn't know it. The right, the directors yeah. and the editors, and uh, so they had to take out. They had to go. Basically, they had to cut down. It was like twenty-eight hours of footage into a ninety-minute movie, and they said once they decided to take out everything of Josh and Heather bickering, yeah, that that made that got the majority of it cut out. Oh my god! They gosh. kept they kept a lot of stuff with Mike and Heather bickering because yeah. that's what they intended. But if they would have taken Mike and Heather out, it wouldn't have been enough taken out of the movie. Oh, gotcha. Uh, another unscripted thing was when Josh came up missing. Yeah. In the filming of it, when Josh comes up missing, Josh had already missed a day of work with a no-call, no-show. And he had to go because he was going to lose his job. Oh, shoot. Had to leave that day. So when they got up and Josh was gone, he got up in the middle of the night and told the people, director, and I got to go. I can't. I already have a no call, no show. I'm going to get fired. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They let him go. And so when Heather and Mike wake up and Josh is gone. Yeah. Oh, that was legit. Like That was was, legit. They legit. Where did he go? Oh, my God. And he was out. But he had to go back to work. (laughs) Technically. Oh, so he had a full-time job on top of acting? Yeah, they all had full-time jobs. Actually, the only one after this movie came out, the only one who kept acting was Mike. Um, okay. Heather, she, she, because they used their real names in the filming of the movie and stuff, she said she found it hard to actually find acting work afterwards. Oh. Um, I do know now she has since changed her name legally to, uh, to something else. Yeah. And she works at a weed, a marijuana grow op oh. over in Oregon. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Oh, do you have more information or are you taking questions? I'm taking questions. What do you got? Oh, okay. Do you know how much money this movie actually made and how much did they spend on the filming of it? Yeah, Jen, it was actually considered a, a ridiculous success because yeah. they spent $60,000 to make it. Okay. They saved money all the way to the point that they went and bought three cameras at Circuit City. Yeah. <laughs> and they returned the three cameras to Circuit City after those eight days because they needed the money. My God! But basically, they spent sixty grand to make it, okay. and they the movie itself made two hundred and forty eight million. They made ten thousand nine hundred and thirty one dollars for every one dollar they spent. Oh my gosh! Now, when this movie came out, the movie came out up against another movie. Oh. It came out the same year and season as the movie The Haunting, which okay. was a Hollywood like made slasher type film. Yeah. The Haunting in Connecticut? No, it's just called oh, The Haunting. Oh, okay. It was a big budget by the numbers Hollywood horror film. It was a remake of a classic, and The Blair Witch ran circles around that movie. Now, when The Blair Witch came out, too, it really brought back the found footage type genre of horror film, which okay. hadn't been around for decades before yeah. that. I'm not sure exactly what the last really found footage type movie was. Okay. But after this, movies like Paranormal Activity found success. Yeah. Overfield. Uh, the one about like the the monster in the New York that was all filmed with shaky cam and stuff. It was okay. all like uh, witness witness camera and uh, like phone cameras and stuff. The whole yeah. movie was made with movies like that got rebooted because of the success of this movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's just it's known as just a major success in the film industry. So when that happens, like as an actor, even though they signed a contract for just a thousand dollars, when they make that much money, do they actually get more money? 
because the film made so much or do they you still know, just I, get I that? I think those clauses have to be put into the contract. Chances okay. are there's something in there that if this makes over X amount, you're going to get paid X amount. But I yeah. know the actors made $1,000. Now, Dad, him and I were talking before recording, and he had read or heard something different. What would you hear, Dad? I heard on YouTube that Mike and Josh worked for free in the whole movie. Now, they didn't get paid at all. And you can run it up on YouTube. And Even tell you, after the $240 million. Yep, and they did it. All that pro bono, they said. And I didn't. I never heard any of that. So I, yeah. nothing in my reading had read that they didn't get paid. All I read was that they made a thousand. They made a thousand dollars. What they were promised. For. If you run the Blair Witch, that up would be. Gotta tell you. Yeah, wouldn't that be so terrible though to be part of something that was so huge and like you didn't even get compensated for it? Like you would think yep. as a director or something, after making that much money, you would have given the main actors a certain amount. Yeah, you would think that the money even Josh lost from his work, they could have paid him that. Yeah, right. Right. Dang. Yep, the Blair spawned two sequels, Book of Shadows, The Blair Witch 2, which is about a documentary crew going to the woods. Okay. After, and then it spawned another one called Just Blair Witch. And that one is actually about Heather's brother, 17 years later, trying to find answers about his sister. Oh, and that one, I haven't seen that one, but I did read the quick synopsis just to see what it was about. Did Were those ones successful also? No, the third one I didn't even know they made until I looked up stuff about this movie. Yeah. Uh, the Book of Shadows, I saw that when it came out, and that was a big flop. That mm-hmm. one they put a budget into, and it obviously it wasn't like found footage type, so people didn't yeah. go see it for that. But I think it's because the Blair Witch Project was a major success also because... A year before they started making it, the writer and director went and made a website about the urban legend, the Blair Witch. Oh. And they started a bunch of forums about the Blair Witch urban legend that they were feeding it to make the urban legend known. So that if if people, when the movie came out, decided to look the stuff up, the stuff would have already been out there. Yeah. So when people seen it or even heard it was coming out and they look up, what's the hell is the Blair Witch? Oh, it's something in Burkittsville. And then now you see that this movie takes place in Burkittsville. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, they went to like really big extremes to make this movie seem very, very legit. Yeah. And and after uh, after the movie was made, the sheriff had to chase people out of the woods where uh, everybody wanted to go there and, and, and check out, you know, wh- right. where everything took place. Yep. Yeah, they've. I've also read that the sign "Welcome to Burkittsville" the sign there has been stolen a crap load of times, including the night that this the movie came out. The sign was stolen. Whoa! That town there, I know they are not embracing the Blair Witch. Yeah. Lore. They're they're not embracing it. They're not. Fans so does that it. even is that like a tr- like is it is there really an urban legend about it or did they make no. the whole legend they up? made the it's whole thing fictional. Up. the oh. whole thing was made up but yeah, there okay. is a town called burkittsville maryland yeah that yeah, is yeah. real but other okay. than that no the rest of it was made up oh it's like catch 22 like if you live there it probably sucks because you have all these people coming in and like visitors and it's just a fictional thing but then at the same time it gets your town money you know, what you I mean? know you like got... we go to yeah. Point Pleasant oh, every year, which is like they've embraced Mothman yeah. to the point that like that really the Mothman lore and mm-hmm. the experiences there have not just like boosted the, their town, but it gave the town a reason to like welcome tourists. Yeah. And when we go there, you're very welcome. 
because again, they like the money. You're bringing in money. Yeah. You are that town's business. Right. How many people live in Point Pleasant that are going to the Mothman Museum and buying a t-shirt? Right. Probably not very many. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you got to deal with it year round. Yeah. But the guy, you know, the people that run those, like the pizza place there have a Mothman pizza. The coffee shop has a Mothman coffee. Yeah. And a Mothman cookie. Like right. everywhere embraces it. You know, <laughs> right. but like this town went the opposite way. They, they run the people out of town. They don't want any part of it. It's annoying to them. And that sucks. Yeah, yeah. you could be out shopping and you, then you got tourists coming up wanting your autograph and, and the, yeah. they want to know about the Blair Witch. And I mean, you ain't, can't tell them nothing because it never existed. Right. So, does anybody else have anything about the Blair Witch they like to throw out there for the Halloween episode? No, but no. that's a lot of behind the scenes that a lot of people didn't know about. Yeah. yeah, for the Blair Witch, for a movie that came out 24, 23 That's years so ago. That's so crazy that you had, like, an actual personal experience before you saw it. And then I was even, when you were talking, I was thinking of, like, the people in the theater. Like, when Jody screamed, like, who had no idea what her traumatic event was. And then she screamed, which would have made it even scarier in that theater for other oh, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah, you, can, you, know, you can just imagine how many other people has got lost in the woods in the in the same theater, and you know yeah. it affected them too. Yeah, right. Or just the fact that how many towns have small urban legends that, like, maybe I think a movie like that yeah. would inspire people to want to look into those urban legends a little more. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially if you're like, oh, I have heard about that one about over at the bridge, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hey, right. but do you think there really is a house in Burkittsville that looked like that? They tore it down. Oh, they tore there it down. There was that house oh, was out there in the woods. Oh, it the was. house was actually like three miles from where, or four miles from where they were filming. It's not like right in the vicinity of where the, everything else was filmed. Yeah, but it was out there, and since it's gotten tore down because of people looking for oh, it, and finding yeah. it, and it getting just vandalized even more. Yeah, but you yeah. never even it was like dropped in the middle of the woods, and there was no driveway, no road to it. it you was know, just, we have a house like that out in our town. I couldn't tell you how to get to it right now, but I've been to it with friends that we've just gone walking through the woods. They know about it because they grew up around there. Yeah. You come across this house out in the woods. We're talking full-on stone chimney. Yeah. Like no driveway, no road, nowhere to even get a car remotely close to this house. And this house looks like it had been abandoned 50 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? But it's out there. Yeah. It's still there now. I mean, you can't get no deliveries or nothing out there. No, well, yeah. nobody lives there. Amazon I, I know, ain't coming out there. I'm just saying when people live there. You know. When people live there, you can't just, you know, have something delivered. Right. So, all right. Hope you enjoyed our Halloween episode of So Much Energy and So Much Jeff and Iran. Well, we had a lot of fun. I hope you did, too. <laughs> yep. Dad jigsaw over there. Yeah. All so, right, guys. Well, we'll see you. Got anything for upcoming uh, events? Oh. Upcoming for the next episode of Jeff and Ron for yeah. what do we got? Thanksgiving coming up. Should we do the history of Thanksgiving? Yeah, what about uh what about Thanksgiving? For the <laughs> Thanksgiving for the movie? The one with the turkey that goes around the town killing people? <laughs> I, I, I think that's making fun of Thanksgiving. I don't think that's appropriate. What? That's I think it's very appropriate. Very this. appropriate. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen right, Thanksgiving you you might want to watch that. It. If you want to shed some light on it, we can probably, we can probably check it out. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen Thanks Killing, bone up on that. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's a lot better than the Killing Tomatoes. Remember that movie? Killer Tomatoes? Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> Back in the 
Back in the 50s, I think they were just looking for some extra cash. That's all. <laughs> Something. Oh, vegetables man. do all right. pro- would probably kill Jeff Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. Well, well, we'll have to do some thinking about what's So stay tuned for the next month. Yep, okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. See ya. Happy Halloween. <laughs>